This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we talk with Saskatchewan's Minister of Agriculture, who held a meeting with his federal and provincial counterparts this week to discuss various important farm issues. A new farm support program was one of the key items. We have the latest Sasquatch market outlook. Prairie oat promotion gets a boost from Ottawa, and the sale of waste flax straw for fuel pellets gets a big boost. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And also brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt met with his federal and provincial counterparts earlier this week to discuss several key farm issues. Merritt says one of the important issues discussed was a new farm business risk set of programs for the coming year. We had the meeting at a prelude to the July 8th uh, meeting that'll be in Saskatoon and Really, it's trying to uh, work through the process to renew the uh, next policy framework and moving forward because this one expires in 2023. So we need one from 2023 for the next five years as well. So there's some challenges with it, Jim. I, I will say the federal government obviously has a strong mandate on climate change and, and it's concerning for a lot of the provinces and jurisdictions. So there was some discussion around that. Obviously, we look at all the programs and, and some of that, but it's challenging. And, you know, we didn't come to a resolve on some of the key issues and, and we'll hopefully work through it between now and July. But we're hopeful that in July we can uh, sign an agreement. What are those key issues? Well, I mean, the, the federal government has a priority on climate change and, and emission reductions, and it really obviously puts a challenge, uh, you know, on the ag sector. And quite frankly, uh, you know, our position from the province of Saskatchewan and some of my counterparts around in Canada feel that we really have to make sure that the ag sector is competitive and uh, in a global in, in a global market. So uh, it is challenging, and we feel that ag can be a part of the solution. And that's uh, how I feel. I feel very strongly about that, that we can be part of this solution. And and uh, we think there's ways and means to get there. But, you know, as I say, the federal government has a pretty heavy um, priority on the emission reduction side. And it's concerning for a lot of the provinces in Canada. What improvements would you like to see in the farm support programs? Well, I mean, one of the things we obviously is we're looking at is, uh, you know, the... Uh, a lot of the program hasn't seen an increase in funding for delivery on things that we could do. So we're asking the federal government to look at that. And, you know, on the, on the strategic initiative portion, we think that there's things that we could do, you know, more of. And so we've asked for that. And we didn't see that. We saw a priority on some funding on that the federal government is looking at that uh, a lot of us provinces are struggling with because we just feel it's really going to impact our competitiveness globally. I understand one of the issues raised was a, looking at a code of conduct for food retailers and suppliers. What would that do? 
Yeah, I mean, that's a, that uh, that's, uh, seems to be a, a big issue in, in Quebec and Ontario and, and in British Columbia in some cases, too. It's where, uh, you know, retailers and wholesalers are, are uh, I guess, competing each, against each other for, I guess you call it shelf space or charging, a, you know, a fee on shelves for their products. So that is, you know, concerning for, for some of the provinces. And we felt that it's something that really the industry has to work through itself. Avian flu and African swine fever issues also raised? Yeah, there was, and it's really tried to, you know, obviously avian influenza is having a big impact uh, right across Canada, and even here in the province of Saskatchewan, you know, we've seen it, and and it's not going away. So there's obviously uh, concerns around that. That's why there was an extension to ag stability. Deadline was extended to, I believe it's June 30th. So uh, it's just to let some of that sector have an opportunity to look at it. But yeah, it's having a a big impact. I talked to my colleague from Alberta and they've had some significant reductions in the bird population for the domestic birds. We're approaching spring seeding. How does it look? And uh, have you heard of any issues, concerns around supplies, fertilizer, that kind of thing? No, I haven't. In fact, we even had some discussion around that at the FPT table as well, Jim, on the fertilizer side. And it seems like this year, you know, most of it got delivered to where it had to be. Obviously, the big concerns, there could be concerns next year. But from that side of it, uh, I haven't heard any here. Spring seeding is underway. I just talked to my neighbor this morning. Uh, they got going yesterday down in, in our part of the world. So, and I know probably quite a few of them did get going over the last few days. I know the west side was, had been going earlier, you know, probably on the weekend or and uh, as soon as things warmed up. And I think that was the challenge, Jim, for the most part, is the, the everybody's waiting for the weather to warm up. Saskatchewan will host the next Federal Provincial Ministers of Agriculture meeting. It's being held in mid to late July in Saskatoon. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca And your Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. The latest Sasqueed outlooks as wheat prices took a hit in the markets last week as traders expect improved weather amid a lack of cash buyers. Marlena Borsch of Mercantile Consulting compiled the outlook. She says China seems to believe it can cover any shortfall of Ukrainian wheat supplies from Russia. So the Chinese are not too concerned about supplies of wheat in 2022. In terms of cash markets last week, there was really no major international buying going on. Turkey, the TMO, was tendering for 480,000 tons of wheat for May and August shipment, but they cancelled everything today following the 35 cent slump in U.S. futures. U.S. export sales were again poor at just 32,000 tons old crop and 124,000 ton new crop. The current season total in the U.S. of 710 million bushel is down 25% on last year in volume. On the demand side, we can see that U.S. wheat is still too expensive to buy major additional demand. Users are buying the absolute minimum amount of wheat needed until the new crop is available. We note that several tenders have been passed on, for example, Jordan and Thailand last week and Turkey today. In addition, some of the tenders are being done that are being done seem to indicate they're finishing old crop purchases and they're looking at booking new crop wheat now. 
to continue here some of last week's major news by major wheat origin. And per usual, we start with Canada. In Canada, Statistics Canada last week estimated the Canadian spring wheat area at 17.6 million acres, which represents a 7% increase from last year. Non-Durham wheat area is expected to grow by 5% from last year to 18.8 million acres. We think that StatsCan has the canola number too low and that might have some implications on wheat acres. The mercantile non-Durham wheat area shows a 3% increase from last year at 18.3 million acres. Canadian week 38 wheat exports were at 219,000 tons for a total export volume this year of 8.3 million tons compared to 14.6 last year to date. On Durham, Stats Canada is expecting that Durham area would grow by 12% or 694,000 acres from last year. That's quite a large increase, but our 10% increase is not that far off from what StatScan is thinking. Strong new crop prices have been showing good returns relative to other crops. Durham export sales were at 131,000 tons for a year-to-date total of 1.9 million tons, which compares to 4.6 million last year to date. Algeria bought 250,000 tons of May through June delivery Durham at 570 to 590 US dollars per ton CNF LGS. This supply is thought to come from Mexico. The, the price backs off to roughly 15 and 3 quarter bushel, which is roughly where old crop bits are right now. New crop Durham prices were little changed over the past week. There is some risk to Durham prices as a 12% increase in Canada plus a 17% increase in the US would, under normal conditions, add quite a bit of Durham to the market. We note that many Durham growing areas in Alberta and in Montana specifically remain dry and look like they will largely stay that way in the near future. Still, we believe it would be prudent to be 50% sold new crop at current levels if you feel comfortable to do so. Moving to the US. US winter wheat crop conditions lost another 3% from last week and are now rated at 27% good to excellent. This is the lowest level since 1989. Weather models are expecting precipitation in the central plains over the next 10 days. Meanwhile, harvest in Texas will start in the next few weeks. U.S. weekly sales, as we mentioned, were small at 32.3 thousand tons for 21-22 crop and at 124 thousand tons for 22-23 crop. Marlena Borsch of Mercantile Consulting compiles the weekly market report for the Sasquheat website. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on the source. 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. 
Let's talk diesel prices and what's happening in that market is it's kind of snuck up on, I think, a lot of people when we talk about input prices. Joining us right now is Patrick DeHaan. He is with Gas Buddy. We've talked about weather enough. We need to get to what's happening with the diesel market. I, I, I'm seeing a lot of more mainstream attention on this right now, and it feels like it's kind of really snuck up on uh, a lot of people. We're seeing a pretty extensive price escalation. What, what's driving this uh, rise in the diesel market? Well, it's uh, been a story that we've been following for the last few weeks. Diesel has been elevated uh, for some time, but the disconnect has never been stronger than the last few weeks. And a lot of it has to do with distillate fuel. Uh, distillate, by the way, is uh, the middle of the barrel, which produces diesel uh, heating oil and, and jet fuel. And distillate inventories have now declined to their lowest level since 2008. And of course, it doesn't help that we, you know, have seen the economy rebound, uh, rebound significantly over the last year. And so all those goods uh, are being transported with diesel. Diesel is driving the economy, whether it's home builders and whatnot, construction equipment. Um, diesel is there and demand is up. Supply is not, in fact, quite the opposite. And that is what's forcing diesel prices to spiral out of control. Yeah, you know, I was reading a Bloomberg article where it talked about d domestic fuel demand is expected to exceed 2019 levels this summer, despite the high prices. I, I, I guess I would expect that that demand is being driven by the fact that, you know, with the COVID restrictions, people feel they've been pent up and locked in their houses for like two years. They want to get out and drive and, uh, you mm -hmm. know, burn some fuel, I guess, if you want to put it that way, e even with some of these high prices. Demand is strong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and as you mentioned, there's a lot of pent up demand. Um, Americans, you know, I, I think of anything, the government maybe overstimulated the economy. Um, and I, I think that's led to some of the inflation that we're facing and, and motorists just really, you know, last year was kind of so, so in terms of summer, most things were open, but this summer, um, you know, we're, we're poised for a, a very blockbuster year for demand and, you know, gasoline now incredibly, is the weaker part of the barrel compared to diesel. Um, you know, there have been some shutdowns at refineries. Uh, just ahead of COVID, the U.S. had about 19 million barrels a day of refining capacity. We're down to about 17.8, and that is part of the problem as well, is not only oil supply um, is not keeping up with global oil demand, uh, but refining capacity, there's just not enough of it right now to produce as, as many products as we need. And so that's part of the diesel story as well. Well, I, I was doing some research this morning, and I, I saw that uh, between basically the end of January and the beginning of May, uh, I picked Alberta, where that's where I live, and the the average price of diesel fuel is six thirty one a U.S. gallon, or a buck sixty six a liter. And, and you know, a lot of a lot of farmers don't have the choice on cutting back on diesel fuel use because you know they they can cut back on fertilizer if they choose to, or, or inputs like that, but. You know, cutting out a pass is really, really hard through the field. So, you know, c consumption's kind of set. What, what kind of further price escalation is at risk here in this market as we look at t 2022? Well, I, I mean, as you mentioned, diesel demand is, is just as or potentially more inelastic than gasoline. I mean, this is equipment. This is agriculture. These are our... Are, um, uh, our plows that, that can't sit idly by, uh, right? These tractors have to move. They have to get the seed into the ground. And so there's not a whole lot of, of a drop in demand that I sense in the months ahead. And so, you know, this is really this imbalance is going to continue and potentially could get worse over time. 
Um, though, you know, we may catch a break here and there from from China if their economy, um, you know, obviously their COVID policy is, is zero COVID. And if they shut down, uh, that could create a window that the Chinese may export products, and that may be a lifeline. So we'll have to see what happens with China. If their economy remains open, if they don't have a surge in COVID cases, uh, we could see more trouble ahead for for the heavier portion of the uh, the barrel, like diesel and heating oil and, and uh, jet fuel. Patrick, really appreciate your your insights and analysis here on what's happening in the in the diesel fuel market in North America. Appreciate it. Thanks, Patrick. My pleasure. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, sunny, wind south 20, the high 22 degrees, the low 10. Thursday, sunny, the wind south 30, and a high 27 degrees. Tomorrow, the low 12. Friday, sunny, with a high 23, the low 8. Saturday, showers, the high 22, the low 6. Sunday, rain, windy, the high 8, the low 2. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 11, the low plus 1. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high forecast, 12 degrees. Normal high for this date, 17. The normal low is plus 2. The sun rose at 528 this morning. It sets at 822 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is... Swift Current and Lucky Lake, both at 22. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay, at minus 3. Estevan and Saskatoon, both 16. Once again, Swift Current, 22. Weyburn and Yorkton, both 19. Regina, partly cloudy, and 20. That's 68 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west at 12, gusting to 32. Humidity is 27%. The barometric pressure dropping, 101.5. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, 21. Winds are from the south at 11. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and 20, that's 68 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Regina-based Prairie Oat Growers Association is getting a $400,000 boost from the federal government. The chair of Prairie Oat Growers, Chris Rundle of Foam Lake, says the support will be used to promote the health benefits of quality Canadian oats in emerging markets like Japan and Mexico. Well, the funds primarily, um, you know, coming from the agri-marketing department are going to be used for expanding and, and marketing, essentially, the benefits of Canadian oats to a fairly diverse range of importers that, uh, that Canadian oats go to. So currently we have projects in Mexico, Japan. Those are a couple of kind of emerging markets for 
Canadian oats that we're working on expanding further. And as a small organization, like oats is a relatively small organization to say something like, you know, canola or wheat or something like that. So the federal portion of funding, like the agri-marketing dollars, really can go a long way in allowing oat growers to promote the benefits of oats to, you know, abroad to a, a wider array of importers than otherwise we'd be able to. So it, it certainly is going to be very valuable in that respect. What are oats mainly used for? And you've outlined the key markets, but how important is Canadian oats? Well, Canadian oats, you know, in in export markets and, and domestically here, you know, milling for, uh, on the human consumption side at least, milling for, you know, your oatmeal, granola bars, that sort of thing. But one of the more exciting things that we're seeing, especially in export markets, I mentioned Mexico before, is that we've been doing some work on in our marketing efforts over into Mexico of actually incorporating oats into traditional parts of their existing diet. So we've done things like recipe contests in Mexico and seen some really excellent uses of oats, which would be a a little bit more of a non-traditional food in a place like Mexico or Japan, but incorporating different kinds of uses and oats in more traditional food. So in terms of our marketing outreach to these places, what we've been trying to focus on is showing populations that maybe haven't grown up or culturally are not used to consuming oats on a daily basis, that it is a very diverse ingredient that can be incorporated and bring a lot of health benefits into food that they're already already eating every day anyway. So that's that on top of, you know, we look at a look at a country like Japan where we're doing some marketing work currently. That's part of what will be funded by the agri marketing dollars and the announcement here. You know, that's it, a country that has some appetite for uh, more of a, at least some components of a more Western style diet in something like ready to eat snack foods, hot breakfast cereals, that sort of thing, of which of course those is a, is a really great fit and that is kind of a traditional ingredient in those foods. So domestically, we're also seeing lots of, uh, you know, obviously there's been huge increases in milling capacity within Canada. So demand for people consuming oat products just domestically and in, in the U.S. is our our main export market for us is, is the United States, and obviously there's uh, a long track record of healthy oat consumption in Canada and the U.S., but I think the increase in milling capacity and just just shows that there there is increasing appetite for it. People are recognizing the health benefits of including uh, a healthy grain like oats in their diet. The federal government is also offering up to $3.5 million to Cereals Canada of Winnipeg to promote wheat in foreign markets. Ottawa also providing $460,000 to the Canada Grains Council to diversify Canadian grain exports in international markets. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Russia's attack on Ukraine has opened a huge opportunity for Canadian biomass production. Mark Cooper is CEO of Prairie Clean Energy in Regina. He has just returned from the Argus World Biomass Conference in England. We were there as, as a sponsor and as an exhibitor and as a speaker uh, and uh, happy to, to represent Saskatchewan and really Canada as one of the few Canadian companies on site um, to, uh, to really talk about the opportunities that exist here on, on the prairies. 
Prairie Clean Energy is three years into a plan to process flax, straw, and wood for biomass fuel, and he sees a very bright future. We were there as, as a sponsor and as an exhibitor and as a We were there as, as a sponsor and as an There was about 3.2 to 3.5 million tons of pellets that came out of Russia or Belarus into Europe, primarily for the heating market in Europe, that are now off the market um, uh, because of embargoes. And so all of those pellets are, are no longer in circulation, and that means that buyers in Europe are desperate for new fuel sources in advance of winter. And so that made Prairie Clean Energy a very interesting um, company for a lot, of, a lot of the European buyers. Uh, we were inundated with uh, calls and emails uh, asking uh, for more information about our company, so we chose to go to this conference to engage uh, with many different buyers from many different countries. It was the Argus World Conference on Biomass concluded Friday in England. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Freeze Tom and Lumber. Grain prices were showing some increases in early trading. Viterra prices for canola rose 7.20 at 10.74.72. One red spring wheat went up 6.33 at 5.14.84. The rest were all unchanged. Durham 5.51.16. Feed barley 3.87.54. Flax 12.12.73. Lentils 9.32.50. Oats 3.91.53. Yellow peas 6.17.33. Feed wheat 3.78.30. At Minneapolis, July spring wheat rose 21 and 3 quarter cents at 11.77 and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Report on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of May 3rd. Our last regular sale was on April 27th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1 to $1.12. D3 cows sold from $0.85 cents to $0.95. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.40 cents to $0.60. Cents. Heiferettes sold from $1.30 to $1.45. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.40. 15 to $1.35 with a sale up to $1.40. We had our last pre-sorted cash sale for the spring run on May 2nd. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.30 and sold up to $2.50. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.22 and sold up to $2.42. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.12 and sold up to $2.32. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2.10 and sold up to $2.25. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $2.03 and sold up to $2.19. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.82 and sold up to $2.07. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.45 and sold up to $1.80. Heifers were 20 to 30 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a group of 500 pound grassers steers at $2.50 a pound, a group of 550 pound black steers at $2.42 cents a pound. A group of 600-pound black steers at $2.32 a pound. A group of 650-pound black steers at $2.25 a pound. A group of 700-pound black steers at $2.19 a pound. And a group of 780-pound Angus steers at $2.05 a pound. We also had a group of 775-pound Hereford heifers from the Sabin Ranch that sold for $1.81 a pound, which is over $1,400 per head. This has been 
Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And today's Saskatchewan pork prices, $230.15 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandeco. Talk to your Mandeco dealer or visit mandeco.com to learn more about Mandeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Registration is now open for the fourth annual Empowering Women in Ag Conference, held during Canada's Farm Show in Regina. The conference takes place on Wednesday, June 22nd at Mosaic Stadium. Keynote speaker is Darcy Lang, an author and entrepreneur who has a message, focus on the 90%, to help individuals reframe the way they look at their work and relationships with others. The Empowering Women in Ag Conference is for all women who want to enhance their family life, community, career and industry. Canada's Farm Show Manager, Shirley Janesco, says the number of women in agriculture grows every year and it is important to provide encouragement and support for their incredible contribution to the industry. Tickets for the conference are $65. On the markets today, the TSX is up 4 points to 20,909. The Dow has risen 123 points to 33,252. Oil has gained $5.29 at 107.70 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 15 one-hundredths of a cent at 78.03 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good... Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandeco. Talk to your Mandeco dealer or visit mandeco.com to learn more about Mandeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Registration is now open for the fourth annual Empowering Women in Ag Conference, held during Canada's Farm Show in Regina. The conference takes place on Wednesday, June 22nd at Mosaic Stadium. Keynote speaker is Darcy Lang, an author and entrepreneur who has a message, focus on the 90%, to help individuals reframe the way they look at their work and relationships with others. The Empowering Women in Ag Conference is for all women who want to enhance their family life, community, career and industry. Canada's Farm Show Manager, Shirley Janesco, says the number of women in agriculture grows every year and it is important to provide encouragement and support for their incredible contribution to the industry. Tickets for the conference are $65. On the markets today, the TSX is up 4 points to 20,909. The Dow has risen 123 points to 33,252. Oil has gained $5.29 at 107.70 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 15 one-hundredths of a cent at 78.03 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. 
Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.